Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Kiwi Talks podcast. My guest today is the man with the occupation to stomp your face if you're a lyrical abomination. My man, Dr. Hayden. Oh, snap. That was you... a good intro. Oh, all good, bro. All good. How you been, bro? I've been excellent, man. Good to see you again. Yeah, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. When did we do that? Uh, was it Stay Lit? Yeah, that was like, oh, must have been about a year ago, actually. Yeah. 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 That was that was that was good, bro. That was yeah. a good night. Yeah, it was it interesting was night. Interesting. Man. Yeah, that's that's a good word for it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely an interesting night. Yeah. So what's what's been happening on the the lyrical front, man? Oh, um, I've got a bunch of tracks like ready to record. Like I probably got like 15, 20 ready to go. I just haven't had time to record them. <laughs> so yeah, I have like a bunch of cheesy like phone demos of me like spitting the verses and stuff. But I figured as long as I get everything like written out then record it yeah rather than just kind of do it like piecemeal and man what's what's um what's your process in terms of uh like when you construct a track do you do the production first or do you write the rhymes and then, and then um usually usually i'll um i'll come up with a beat and then kind of get some ideas from that usually that kind of sets off the whole mood i find typically writing verses and stuff beforehand it's harder to match the beat afterwards if you know what i mean yeah i'm the same but some peeps I know that they like to do that, and yeah. I don't know how they do that. But um, do you do you have to have the beat on loop? Yeah, I usually do that. Um, sometimes I'll even just record like a a short little blurb and and have the instrumental on in the car or something, and get a few ideas and kind of jump off from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, just just keep listening to the stuff you're doing, and then uh, kind of just builds up. Because like I noticed you use a lot of multis. Multis. Yeah, multi syllables. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about the multi-syllables, man. Yeah, man. Um, I noticed you are too. Um, I think that's that like old school lyricism kind of kind of style that that seems to be lacking a little bit these days. So it's quite cool to hear other dudes appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not into the mumble rap shit, man. I'm. Hubba-da, 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 yeah, hubba-da. Just, I went to the club. Then I got, then I got drunk. <laughs> uh, Stuck my dick in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Oh man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into it. Eh? I'm not into it. I'm. I'm all about lyrics. All about lyrics. See, somebody needs to do both. Like, keep it modern with, like, the trap style, but, like, throw a little bit of lyricism in there. Like, there's a few dudes doing it, but I reckon that's, like, huge, wide-open space. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like um, a lot of new school production. Like, a new school production, but the, some of the rappers, man, I'm just like, oh, bro. Like, it's so hard to find, like, good rappers. Like, I have to I have to let some of my boys... Like, Syntec, man, he's... He's, he's insane. He's up, he's up in the game, man. Like, he knows who's popping and who's not so i usually wait for him to tell me mm -hmm. that way i don't have to waste time like let him do the hard yards <laughs> <laughs> let him sift through all the crap and then he'll be like yo man you need to check this guy out and i'll be like all right all right yeah. it's always good if you got somebody with a finger to the pulse yeah man well i just don't have time for that bro yeah I'm too busy you know doing the nine to five and then doing all this stuff and then working and twerking baby yeah well particularly when i was writing because you know you're you're making the beat and then you're writing the rhymes and then you're mixing it and then mastering it. And then obviously if you're doing a music video, you got all of that on top of it. That's just an insane amount of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the average Joe really knows how much time you actually spend just on one song, like one song. Yeah. Especially if you're doing the whole thing, like, you know, from scratch yourself, doing lyrics, beats, mixing, yeah. ma mastering. And then you throw a video on that and it's just like crazy yeah. work. And then yeah. throw like promotion or something into there as well. It's just like, oh. It's pretty much a full-time job in itself if you want to do that, you know? Yeah, and then if you're doing live gigs, you have to make sure that you know your, you know your shit. Yeah. Otherwise, 
you don't want to be like fucking up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> while, you're, while you're live, be like, oh. I forgot to practice, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've seen that a few times, eh, where people are like, it's all it's actually all good if you've got like a real um fast song mm -hmm. because then you can just kind of chuck in some random and then just jump back in when yeah, you're yeah, ready yeah, yeah. and people aren't going to know yeah. but if it's like a slower paced song and you try and do that it's going to be noticeable yeah huge gap and you just look like a chump yeah i've had a i've had a couple of times where that's happened and i'm like damn it even though i practice like uh because like, i i like to do a sound check before i before I go live. Good man. Yeah, I don't like to just wing it, eh? Because if the sounds all messed up, you kind of got to feel out the acoustics and make sure that the feedback, uh, fallbacks and stuff are all right. Otherwise, it's... if you can't hear yourself or like even the beat loud enough, you're just like, yeah, it's flying blind, man. Yeah, bro. bro you know that Stay Lit um, gig that we did? Mm -hmm. the, the DJ, right? He, I don't know if you know this, but he slowed down one of the songs. What, like this, like the BPM on it? Yeah. He slowed down one of the songs. I think it was Hip Hop Circus. And then like, I was like rapping it. And it was it was messing me up a little bit because I'm like, is this song slower? I Something's don't off, yeah, I'm but like, I can't quite. Why, why am I, does it feel like I'm rapping so slow? Like, I thought I was doing everything in slow motion. I think we just uh, give you a couple Zans in your, um, in, in your cup beforehand. <laughs> You're like, this is good. I went, because I went up to him afterwards. I'm like, bro, you slowed down the BPM. He's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, no, nah, you mm, did, bro. I can tell. And then he's like, oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. So that missed was me. That during, that, was that during soundcheck or like the actual show? No, it was the actual set. Oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, because you know how we went through our sets mm -hmm. and then it was all good. And then on, on when, we, when we did it for real, like... Yeah, it didn't go. That's what usually happens, though. You do sound check, and then something doesn't go according to plan. No, shows are just always just like a, a battlefield. There's going to be a stray bullet flying somewhere, and that may be just somebody bumping the uh, the fader knob to knock it down like, you know, 5 BPM, and you're like, oh, it's not quite there. Yeah. But you got to roll with it. But it, on for your uh, what worked in your favor on that is, I think that was a song that you hadn't recorded yet or hadn't released. So... Nah, well, yeah, at that stage, like it was still the KP Circus was still in the in the pipeline, but I hadn't I hadn't fully recorded everything. Yeah. So, so nobody's gonna call you out then if they're like, oh, there's a new song to me. Well, yeah, because I did I did the first verse, and then rather than do I was supposed to do the first verse, second verse, third verse, but then I did the first verse, third verse, second verse, because like the the slow nature of it just messed up my whole my whole vibe do your game off yeah bro. i was just like oh this isn't working man this oh. isn't working if you go to listen to it if you go to like stay lit backbeat bar um on youtube you can probably find the set and you'll notice if you get to that track it's like yeah and then you go and listen to the original song it's 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 a bit messed up but what do you do do you just say dj stop and, and then just like ruin the song yeah or, oh or, wait or... wait wait can we start again yeah that's oh. not ideal unless it's like really really off but if you can roll with the punches and like stuff like that, like you did, even if you had to move the verses around, that just shows that, you know, you can think on your feet a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to. Yeah. But yeah, those, those gigs like really depend on the, on the sound guy and the DJ. Oh yeah. If one of those dudes is off, it messes up the whole thing, man. Bad, bad, bad sound guys can just absolutely torch a gig. It's just like, oh, what are you doing, bro? Just yeah. like, yeah. Especially even if they just have like just it up too loud and just like this hurting your ears and all that business. It's just like, nah, what are you doing, man? Yeah. What's the what's the biggest gig you've ever done? Uh, I 
think it was just over 2000 people. It wasn't, that was me opening up for somebody else. It wasn't my, like, it wasn't me headlining yeah. with the group or anything, but yeah, it was about uh, two, two and a half thousand. Where was that? That was in Alaska at the Egan Center with a band called 36 Crazy Fists. Um, they're like a metal band, um, originally from Alaska, but they moved to Portland and kind of blew up. They're on Roadrunner Records. Really yeah. good band. If you're into that sort of like screamy, sort of a little bit emo, but like pissed off kind of business, like they're really good. So when did, because um, you're half American, half Kiwi, is that right? Yeah. Dual, yeah. dual citizen, baby. Dual citizen. So did you do most of your um, growing up and teenage years in in Alaska? Yeah. Um, my dad's from the States and my mom's a Kiwi and they met down here back in like the, the 70s or something. They had me in the 80s and... I was born in the States and then came here for like the first, I think, two or three years of my life yep. and then went back there to start school. So I showed up in the States with like a little bit of a Kiwi accent and people are making fun of me. Dude, you don't you don't have a Kiwi twang. Bro. Oh, no, 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 not anymore. Just like when I was a little kid going to school. Yeah. Like there's this, I didn't sound quite like everybody else and then it kind of just worked its way out. So yeah, finished high school there, spent another uh, decade there and then came back here. What made you come back here and not stay there? Uh, Alaska's a pretty, it can be a pretty bleak place if you don't know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> and most of what people do, do there who don't know what they're doing is like, end up just like, you know, just getting wasted and drugs and alcohol. And yeah, it was getting pretty gnarly over there. Like drugs got real bad. Because that was like right when the kind of opioid crisis was popping off in the States. Like yeah. everybody was just like Oxycontin was just like everywhere. Yeah. So I was just trying to get away from all that noise and just have a fresh start. Plus, there's a hell of a lot less to do when you got like pretty much six months of winter. Yep. Yeah. Because unless you're like an outdoors kind of dude and like going skiing or all that business, you're pretty much stuck inside. So it's like, meh. Yeah. Because isn't it, um, is it, what is it, six months of the year? It's dark? Yeah. It, oh, it's darker. It's significantly darker. Like, the higher you go in the Arctic Circle, because Alaska's like pretty high up there, um, the further you go up, the darker it gets during winter. So there's some places that barely en or barely ever get any daylight during the winter. Like, uh, yeah, like the further north you go. So we were pretty far south, like Anchorage is um, near the bottom of Alaska. So in the winter, get like light at like 1030 in the morning and like 330 it's dark again. That sounds miserable, bro. <laughs> yeah. But that's just the winter. Like, the summer's off the hook, though. Like, pretty much, you can go to a bar, come out, like, one in the morning, and it's, like, noon. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah so true. it works both ways. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, true. But true. It, it does a number on your, like, body clock and your system and everything. Yeah. So if you're used to, like, falling asleep when it's dark, and it's, like, yeah, light pouring through the uh, the windows at, like, 1.30 in the morning, it's yep. like, what's going on? So people put, like, tin foil on their windows and... Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you mind um, just moving your mic a little bit towards your your mouth? Yeah. Mouth. Okay. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's other countries I know, like Iceland and stuff. that have the. I think they have, a, have it similar to Alaska in terms it's of. It's probably up in the Arctic Circle kind of region or the same latitude or longitude, whichever one it is. Yeah. So it probably has like yeah, similar thing going on. Mm, yeah. That's. Uh, it's interesting, eh? It's interesting. I like because New Zealand has quite mild. Mild temperatures, I think, to a lot of yeah. places in the world. But then Kiwis are just like, oh, winter's too cold. Winter's too cold. I'm like, bro, it's like 
five degrees. But if you have no frame of reference, like if that's the cold it's been is like five degrees and you're shivering, like you don't know what that's like until you put it against like minus 40 or something like that. Then you'd be like, oh, okay, Auckland's not too bad because you have perspective if you've been to a couple of different places. Yeah. So yeah, so here it's nothing, man. I love the winters here. It's sweet. Yeah, they're pretty mild in comparison. Yeah. Um, I know in like Canada, it gets like negative 20 or negative 30 or... I've been to... Was it negative forty? That was the coldest I've ever been. Um, that was Fairbanks, Alaska, which is like smack dab in the middle. Yep. And it's just insane. Like, yeah, you don't want to be out there for more than like a couple minutes unless you're like fully suited up. How was that? How was that, man? No, nah, I like rocking a hoodie. So like, yeah, that doesn't well, fly. <laughs> the the good thing the good thing about um winter is at least like you can you can put additional layers on. Problem is when it's super hot, like in, in summer and stuff, you can't do anything. No. Bro, like when I went to India, like it was it was wasn't even the, the hot season and it was still like 30, 33, 33 degrees or something. It gets into like the high forties. Is is it like that's super hot? Is that is that like wet kind of humidity or is it quite dry? Oh, it was pretty dry. So that that's a little bit of a saving grace in that. Like, if it was wet heat at that temperature, you'd just be a puddle on the floor, dude. Yeah, well, that, I think that's part of the problem with New Zealand. Is, oh, it's so damn humid here. Yeah, yeah. Well, so particularly, like, particularly in Hamilton, because, like, there's no sea or wind or anything. So, like... Nothing re really regulates it sits, that. It kind of just sits there. Like, Hamilton gets really foggy during winter. There was a couple of weeks ago where, like, you literally... I couldn't even see where you are. That's kind of awesome, though. <laughs> it's it like Harry it, Potter style, you know? Well, it isn't when you're driving. Touche. Yeah. And you can't see shit. Yeah, that's not ideal. Then you're like, uh, Call an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Make it somebody else's problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally, man. Yeah. I don't I don't I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. When um in, in, in winters here. But Auckland's Auckland's all good as well. The only problem with Auckland is it's like four seasons in one day. Yeah, it's pretty tragic. Especially when you're not expecting it. You're like, Oh damn, I didn't pack an umbrella. Damn, yeah, well, damn, I'm too hot. Damn, I'm too cold. Yeah. Well, the annoying thing is like if you go to the beach or something and then it starts raining. Oh, yeah. You're like, I didn't plan on this. Yeah. Well, because like uh, when I lived out west, um, did usually drive like 40 minutes to like Piha or Murawai. And um, yeah, you'd spend all this time driving there. And then you'd get Getting excited. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then as you get, you kind of come over the hill and then you like start seeing these, these dark clouds and you're like, oh, no man nah but then sometimes the dark clouds just go whoosh, and then it's all good again yeah yeah or sometimes you just yeah your santa castle gets melted from all the rain yeah yeah that is true that is true i miss all big beaches man we have only got raglan here raglan's all good raglan is all good it the all waves good. there are insane yeah ironically enough i've i've never surfed I need to. I need to. I need to learn how to surf, man. Don't do it in Raglan. I reckon that's like more of an expert course rather than a beginner's course, man. The waves there are just nuts. Yeah. Cause are, are you good at surfing? No, I'm terrible. Never tried. You've never tried? No. I I did like boogie boarding and got like a rash on my stomach. <laughs> that's about as extreme as I've ever gotten in the water, bro. Can you can you swim though? Uh, terribly. Terribly. Yeah. Like. What does yeah. that What does that mean? If you somebody mean... threw me in the water and would you die? Uh, for about 30 seconds, I would be alive at least. But after that, I would just probably thrash around and sink like a stone. 
So if anybody's planning on doggy paddle, <laughs> yeah, doggy paddle is my saving grace. Yeah, mm. yeah. I got um, I got trained um, swimming by a bronze Olympic medalist. For real? Yeah. What's his name? I've got to remember his name. I think it was Paul Kingsman. Paul Kingsman? I think so. Yeah. So like, I learned how to swim from him. And that'd be like super efficient, like using minimal calories energy and all that sort of stuff if, he, if he's doing the olympic stuff i'd i presume anyway yeah well i wasn't doing anything hard out where i was like you know doing like 60 laps or something of, yeah. a, of a pool i'm like how with that but um because i think i was 10 or 11 i think when i learned how to swim but most most kiwis know how to swim that's a good thing yeah i because obviously with my partner being indian like i don't think it's common in like india to be able to swim because if you think of india in terms of its size it's huge and there's this barely well, there's, there's a little bit. Yeah, there's massive parts like of inland cities and stuff. Mm. And that would still probably have like millions and millions of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you want to go swimming in uh, some of the rivers in there as well. Nah, man. Yeah. Nah, the, the sea doesn't look that great. I actually, when I went to the UK, it's funny, every time I go overseas, I end up appreciating New Zealand more. Like I think if all you That's do a is, good sign though. That's a good sign. It is a good, it is a good sign. But, and I think there's a lot of people that never go overseas, or if they do go overseas, they only go to Australia, mm. which, and Australia is beautiful as well. Or like one of the islands like Samoa or Fiji or something like that. So they kind of get a bit of a a warped perspective, but you realize how kind of good the, the nature is in New Zealand when you start going to other places. We went to this place in the UK when I was over there, some town and no, no lies, the, the, the water was brown. Like the sea water was brown. It was, and I was with my dad. Hopefully, it's just muddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went over there because it was um my because my dad's British, so we went over there because my nana passed away. So we were there, but he was, but my dad was like, "Oh, I'll take you to some places." Well, we're there, so we went to this town, and my dad, what the hell are you bring me here? Which town? I think it was called Clacton or Clankton or something. It was. It was deserted for a start. As you get there, and you know how like you kind of see those carnival. Like you go to a town and they might have like a little carnival or circus type thing. Mm -hmm. That was there, but there was nobody there. That's, so, that's really so that, creepy. Yeah. So like this Ferris wheel would be like moving on its own and there's like nobody around. That's like some American horror story like <laughs> set. Yeah. I was business. like, uh, okay, when are we getting stabbed? This is, <laughs> this is where you get shot or stabbed or there's some psycho around that's going to kill you. Or just some ghost screams in your face and then you have a heart attack and they never figure out the real cause of death. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that could potentially happen. You never know. Do you believe in supernatural stuff? Uh, I'm pretty skeptical. Not supernatural stuff. Like, no, I... Well, yeah, you should separate supernatural and spiritual, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can kind of be different. Mm. But I, I don't think there's Caspers floating around out there personally. No, I don't, but... I don't believe the same. I was actually um, watching this thing the other day um, on Netflix. So uh, they get these group of people and um, they get them around a Ouija board. Right, and there's a couple of people there that believe believe in it. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Oh no, we believe in spirits and you know interacting with the dead." And then there's some like hardcore like atheists. They're like, "Nah, this is doesn't this is, make sense." Yeah, this is bullshit. <clears throat> and anyway, so they do this test right where they all hold the Ouija board right, and then like so all their hands are kind of together and they're all moving, and then the hands kind of move on their own, mm -hmm. and then it starts spelling out like a name or something. Yeah. And then, like, the, the spiritual people are like, oh, wow, yeah, th this is my dad talking to me or my brother or my sister. 
And then the, even the the atheist type people are like, whoa, okay, maybe this it is... It actually affects them a bit. They, like, they actually see something kind of going on with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But here's the trick, right? They do the same thing again, but they blindfold all of them. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they end up moving their hands, but rather than it landing on a letter, it just, ran, just ends up being on some blank part of the board. Yeah. And so they take the blindfolds folds off and the guy explains like nothing happened. And then like, <clears throat> but the real spiritual people are like, nah, my dad was talking to me. Nah. Yeah. Like, and what it is, is there's actually a part of the brain called the, like, I think it's on the right part of the brain, but it's, um, but what it's called is the idio, idiomotor effect. Mm-hmm. So what it is, is it's a part of your brain that fills in the blanks. And so, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, actually yeah. heard about that. You can do the same thing if you hold up like a string with like uh, like a little metal washer or something. And if you just hold it there, it'll naturally want to start spinning. And it's this weird feedback loop with your yeah, uh, with, yeah. with your body. I think it, that's um, how the Ouija board works as yeah, well. Yeah, so if you go like this with your fingers, right, and you try and keep your two fingers away from each other, like they'll end up they'll end up closing in on each other. And it's just a part of your brain. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a part of your brain that does it, like, without you even knowing. Like, That's subconsciously. Kind of yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's part of the brain that fills in the blanks and stuff, which I'm like, ah. Oh. That explains, like, why Ouija boards kind of work. Yeah. But yeah. it's also, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing. If you're expecting to find something, like, supernatural, or if you expect something, your brain is naturally inclined to like jump to conclusions to make things seem more in your favor as far as like you know it, it sorry that's a terrible explanation but I, I think a lot of people's brains want to believe stuff so bad they'll almost kind of make themselves do it even if it's subconsciously bro people are idiots bro I'm oh yes. yeah completely bro i mean tupac's been dead for how long and people still he's believe- still alive i've seen him <laughs> you know he's down in the bottle shop he just told me to keep it undercover man he's got a new album coming out yeah, I, I lose a bit of faith in humanity when people are still convinced that. People still think Elvis is alive, bro. He'd be like, silly old. Yeah. I just don't, like... I think when you have an emotional attachment to, like, something or someone, like, you just... You can't separate yourself from it because hmm. it's like, this is my identity. If I don't believe this, then I'm not me. Yeah, it's like a piece missing from you. That's like the same people that say, like... I don't know how you feel about it, but like the whole Michael Jackson Neverland thing, all that stuff that came out lately, people are like, they love Michael Jackson so much, even with kind of the, the evidence or what, what you call it and all the testimony, they just refuse to believe it. And they're like, no, he would never do anything like that, even though there's been quite a few people that kind of said contrary. Bro, Suntech is like a huge MJ fan. Nothing wrong with being an MJ oh, fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. So His music's like, off the he, hook. If he was here, he'd be like, nah, man, he's innocent. I'm telling you, he's innocent. I'll have a chat with him about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's 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 going to come on here at some point, so he'll probably he'll probably go on some huge rant because he probably he knows more than I do. I mean, I haven't even watched a documentary. I just kind of read the information, and I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean, it doesn't really matter much to me. I mean, the guy's dead, man. It's just yeah. like whether he did it or he didn't do it. I'm like, it's not really of much relevance. But his music's still good, regardless of he if he's oh, a yeah. complete douchebag or not. Yep, yep, totally, totally. But some people just be like, nah, I'm not going to listen to him anymore. It was the same thing like with Chris Brown when he um when he um beat the crap out of Rihanna. I kissed my sweetie with my fist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be making domestic violence jokes, but nah. Uh, nah, he's he's a fool though. 
I can't believe so many people still support him as well. If you go through and look at like his history with like abusing other people and he's got like a rape charge floating out there in um was it like Paris or something like that? He was arrested like five months ago, something like that. And he's done all this this terrible stuff to people and he continues to put out music and it's just blowing up. So people are willing to look behind like this obviously terrible behavior because they like the music or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I I try to separate the two, definitely. Yeah. But some people are like, nah. How with him? I think he's a douchebag. Like, well, he does act like a bit of a dick sometimes, like real arrogant, real arrogant. Well, what do you expect? He's got a bunch of yes men in his life, and you know these women think that he's like, you know, a god to him. Yeah, like I wonder what it's like to be a celebrity and just have everything I just have everything you'd end up like Kanye who's like like Donald Trump of the, of the hip hop game just completely overinflated and just believes anything he says yeah yeah it's pretty bad it's pretty bad I don't I don't I don't get Kanye he just oh, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because so many people love him I never got into his music personally but I think he's just a complete dick <laughs> <laughs> I'd give you a high five if you went on there. Well, we can high five, bro. Yeah. 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 We're good connection. Yeah. I mean, he does make some more art music, but yeah. I don't know, man. He just went off the rails once Once his mom died, man. He just went all weird. Have you seen his Sway interview? No. His interview with Sway? No. Nah. So this is years ago, but... Like, How many years ago are we talking here? I don't know. Four. Okay. Five, I think. And... um. Sway's like asking him stuff about like his, uh, you know, his fashion label that he wants to start. Oh, his thousand dollar white t-shirts. Oh yeah. And he starts getting like real, real angry. And he's like, you ain't got the answers, Sway. You ain't got the answers. (laughs) And like Sway's like, yo man, why are you like, just having a chat. You ain't got the answers, Sway. Who, who knows about your, your brand? Nobody. Nobody knows. I'm like, oh, bro, you're just like your boy, man. Oh, that's a great way to start off your company, just in complete defense attack mode. Yeah. 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 So, bro. I sent it to my boy, like my best mate, because he's like a hardcore Kanye fan. Well, he was. He's not now. Did that interview change it? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think so, but I think, oh, I don't know if it was that interview, but I think a couple of interviews over time, I think he was starting to be like, oh, bro. Like, he still likes his music and stuff. He right. actually, he actually, when 808s and Heartbreaks came out, he actually the suit that Kanye wears, he wore it. He actually like wore he, it. He, he was that big of a well, fan. Well he, he wore it he wore it to a party. He wore it to a party. That was his jam, huh? Yeah. But he looked pretty dope in it, man. I was like, oh man, he looked pretty fly in there, man. Oh, if if you can pull it off, more power to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. The thing that blows my mind about Kanye, because did you ever see that he, he was doing some fundraiser with Mike uh, Michael Myers? And it was for like one of the hurricanes, like Hurricane Katrina or something like that. And they're doing this fundraiser. And in the middle of this live broadcast, after Michael Myers says something, Kanye looks into the camera and says, George Bush does not care about black people. Yes, I've seen that. And I was like, okay, that was really awkward, you know, be it as it may. But he came out and he's he's wearing a fucking Make America Great Again (laughs) hat. I was like, do you think... Do you think your orange buddy is a little bit more inclined to um, like your people more? It's like, nah. I mean, George Bush was an idiot, albeit slightly racist, but uh, but Trump is next level. So, yeah, I don't know where he got that idea. 
So you're not a Trump supporter, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's 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 not on my mailing list at the moment. Are you um? Because can you you can vote for the next? I can. Um, yeah, it, it involves like mailing in a ballot. So who, who would you vote for? None of the above. I usually just don't vote for for that sort of stuff in that election, just because it's like, I mean, maybe the Green Party, but it's pretty much throwing your vote away at that point because it's it's just between the two big people. Because yeah. I thought Hillary was pretty shitty and Trump was shittier. Well, I think Trump only won because Hillary was so bad. Yeah, but you know, you shouldn't have. You know, you're in charge in one of the biggest, you know, places or, you know, the figurehead of one of the biggest countries in the world. Why should you have two shitty choices? Why, why don't you just get somebody, no. somebody who's not terrible? Like anybody, anybody? I would take <laughs> probably if you grab like the first random person off the street that we saw walking down the road, I think he would be a better leader than either of those two presidential candidates. He or she, sorry. There's, um, there's a guy in, a Democrat, uh, in the Democratic Party, Andrew Yang, I think his name is. He's like, he's one of the candidates and he's like pushing for UBI, universal basic income. I'm not aware of that. What's that? Sorry. Is that like kind of so, like a minimum wage sort of well, scenario? So, so you get like a, a salary regardless of whether you work or not. But it's Why like, would a, anybody want to work? Well, that's, that's the problem. That's, <laughs> that's like then, but, free welfare, baby. Count me in. Yeah. So, I'd vote for that dude. Well, I'm sure a lot of people will vote for him based on that. Like it's, um, I mean, it's a real complex procedure i'm sure but yeah i'm not exactly sure how it would work like because you want to motivate people to work yeah like what's your motivation then well if maybe you, maybe it, maybe you can use the additional money to maybe start a business or invest it in something i don't know hopefully there's there's some little workarounds for getting people inspired because you know if you made 50 grand a year just sitting on the couch watching dr phil or whatever or you can go out and work 12 hours a day being a garbage man. What would you do? I think they've trialed it, actually, in Finland. Universal basic income. Yeah. And I think it, it did, from what I understand, it did pretty well. I think it motivated people, but I'm, I don't know if that would work here. I don't think it would. <laughs> I don't think it would work here. Like, I think people would be like, oh, mean, free money. Yeah, dude. Free I'm, money. A lot of people are inherently lazy here. That, that, that works worldwide, though. But... I mean, yeah, you need something to motivate people. And if there's, if you can just chill out and get the same or similar cash money, then busting your ass all day for a job, why would you want to do a job? You can yeah. just focus on what you want to do, whether it's getting fat or making music or playing sports all day. Well, because New Zealand is known for being like chill, like chill type oh, of country. Fully. Yeah. I think um, compared to some, because I, like in America, you could probably validate this. But I understand that, like, you guys have, like, an, a quite an aggressive work ethic in terms of, like, you guys do, you can do long hours um, and very, like, it's only two weeks annual leave a year in America. Yeah, there's barely anything. Yeah. yeah. And so I think when people time, take time off, it would probably be during Christmas, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas here, it's it's four weeks. Obviously, it's the same in Australia. And then just, people, if, just in case anybody's listening and not watching the video, it's not me peeing. Yeah, it's actually just he's just he's refreshing just, a beverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to all the people who aren't watching on the video and just listening to the audio. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, he's not peeing on my floor. <laughs> this is a nice little uh, nice little rug. 
I'm going to have to compliment you on this setup again. It's a nice little uh, spot you got. Cheers, man. Yeah, I'll probably um, add more to it as time goes on. Time goes on, yeah. And I get more guests on. Some people that have asked to come on, they're like, oh, nah, we want to see what what you, what you, the setup is, what you do, and all that first. I'm like, okay. But this guy that I'm, I'm supposed to be talking to uh, on the next episode. Is it Kanye? No, it's not Kanye. <laughs> You don't know, man. Oh, like, yeah, man. Man, I'd love to have him here. That'd be awesome. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. He's not going to fly to New Zealand anyway. You never know. Maybe he is. He's that. He is that big of a point to prove that he'll come on some podcast on the opposite side of the world. Has he ever done a podcast though? I don't think he has. I don't think so. I don't think he's done math. I bet, bro. If you want to come on my podcast, you have to do a freestyle. (laughs) Uh, You have to to drop some rhymes. Have uh, you? He's got one freestyle, man. Where he honestly is just like, uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh my. That's the minimalistic approach, bro. That's like next level. See, there's some of those mumble rappers. Their um, their freestyles are like pretty bad. They just they just say words. That's all you need to do, baby. Yeah, they don't even rhyme. It's just say don't words. need to. Yeah, it's artistic expression. Who are you to judge one man's art? Valid point. Valid point. No, it's just uh, most of that stuff's pretty garbage anyway. I think yeah. But then if you if you say that, then you're a hater. Particularly yeah. to like the new kids. You're like, oh, you're whack. <laughs> you just don't get it, old man. Yeah, you're yeah. so old. That's what I'm starting to feel like, man. That's why I was like, oh, do I want to keep rapping? Because I was like, am I just the dinosaur? You know how like there's always the old school folks that are like, no, this is not the direction it should be going in. Yeah. You know, and I kind of feel like I'm becoming that. I'm like, maybe I'm getting old and I just don't get the new stuff. Maybe. Um, it happens to everybody, though. Everybody kind of grows up with, you know, what's around them and they form their own kind of opinions on, you know, what's good and it forms their identity. And when things start to kind of sway for that or sway from that, then everything becomes kind of unfamiliar and and odd. Yeah. Like, what was it Grandpa Simpson? What, what was his famous quote? I'm trying to remember it here so I don't butcher it. But I used to be hip and with it. Then they changed what it was. And now what I'm with is not it. And everything that I'm... Oh, I totally fucked up that quote. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, get, I, get, I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're trying to say. Everything that's like, that is cool these days just seems strange and unusual. Just because you know, you're so far removed from it. But the, the, the thing... Technology and everything is like evolving like so fast. Like, so fast. I, I don't know if you had like this experience, but like... When I was a kid, like my grandpa would like try and turn on the TV or something and couldn't figure it out with like the multi remote. And I'm like, oh, grandpa, it's easy. You just hit AV TV one and then you click onto here. And I thought this T was just out of touch and just couldn't figure out how to do it. But I'm getting to that age where I'm like, damn, I don't know how a lot of this technology works. And well, I try to, I try to stay up with the play. Yeah. Like I try to, yeah. Like I, I'm on Reddit quite a bit. There's a, there's a subreddit called Futurology. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to, see what's being worked on or what's happening in the future so you got your finger to the pulse see your hip it, it, but somewhat somewhat i don't want to end up like my dad he doesn't even know how to operate a computer i just show him how netflix works the netflix what's, what's the circle that's happening oh that's a buffer circle dad what does that mean <laughs> does that make it good and entertaining i want that <laughs> but i think the older you get the less you care to learn things outside of your well, you comfort get, circle yeah well that, and yeah I've, I've i've heard that from people like once the older you get you just start getting 
become a creature of habit. Yeah. And, then just, and the less you give a shit. Well, yeah. That's right. You've done you've done your You've dash. already impressed and disappointed enough people in your life. <laughs> you know? What else? Like, you know, that's when people stop, you know, plucking their nose hair. You know, the older you get, because you just don't give a fuck anymore. No. You ain't trying to pull any ladies. You're just like, sweet, I'll fart in my sweatpants all day. Deal with it if you like it. You know? Stick around if you don't. Fuck off. Yeah. It must be liberating, though, when you get to that point of just not caring. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good to have a um, an attitude of not caring to a point, to a point. But then I think sometimes it can be um, detrimental as well. Like I think you should. Uh, there's a balance. I think if yeah, you don't you, if you don't care about anything, then you're probably on the road somewhat. Like to know, like Trump, right? He doesn't really care. No, he doesn't need to. He's like, oh, you know, if you don't like me. Fuck off. I don't I, care. I know. And I think like that is kind of causing a bit of friction with China. Just, just a little bit. Just just, just, just a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, you're actually, you're affecting a lot of people by being a douche. You know. But I mean, it, I think it's absolutely fine to be that way. Like, but just don't be in charge of the country and be that way. That's the thing. If you're just so arrogant, you just don't care about anything. That's not the attitude. If you want to be involved with the rest of the world, like as a figurehead or something, just going back to the Trump thing. Yeah. Just because the guy sucks. <laughs> he pisses me off to no end. Well, do you know anyone back home in Alaska that likes him? A very close family member who may or may not have the same last name as me and maybe my father. <laughs> but does he, does he like, because can you understand why he would vote for him? Or uh, why he likes it. Because the main thing for me is when you see these people, is like I I would try and understand like what brings them to the point to to see it in that way. Rather I, than being like, You are so dumb. It depends on what you use to judge everything. Cause like Fox News and all that, that's like super right wing in the States. And if you turn on the TV every time and see, oh, Democrats did this and screwed up everything and Democrats, yada yada yada, you're gonna start to believe that. Yeah, and you're naturally going to be. Yeah, I mean, if if you're just fed a specific type of information, eventually you're going to start to kind of believe that because that's you know everything you're surrounded with, and there's so many people that that's their primary source of news, yeah. something that's so far biased. So if you're surrounded by a bunch of people saying, "Man, you're the blackest dude I know," Reese, eventually, if you hear that for ten years, you may be like, "Damn." I got a tan, bro. You might start kind of believing that sort yeah, of stuff. I mean, yeah. that's a terrible, that's a terrible metaphor, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the people hear that stuff enough and then they start to believe it. So like if you ever want to laugh, just turn on Fox news and just be, it's just like, you know, climate, uh, global warming, absolute myth. Like it's, it's that sort of stuff that just perpetuates the idiocy of so many people in the States. Well, if they, if they just watch one news channel, but yeah. I think, but I think it's um, human nature to a degree, to some extent. Like, if you have a belief in something, particularly these days with the internet, if you go on the internet, you can find something that will justify your belief. Oh, everything is completely validated if you look in the right spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what I mean by like one huge echo chamber where mm. everyone's just like, you know, will help someone to validate what they already think. It's like the flat even earthers. It, even, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, man. Don't even get me started on them, man. It's a myth, bro. This world is flatter than a pancake. Did you watch that uh, documentary on Netflix, Behind the Curve? 
No, it I'll is have to watch so it. good. It's yeah. I think Netflix actually did the documentary, but yeah. It's so not... is it about the the flat Earth theory? Yeah. And it's gold. It's gold. All right, I'm yeah. gonna have to try and watch it tonight. Highly recommended. See if I can convince the missus. Right, Bob, can we watch it? Yeah. You'll feel frustrated and like even more so in humanity after you're done though. You're like, these people actually exist, and they vote. Yeah. Do you think that actually everyone should be able to vote though? I reckon there. It's like, like I think you should be able. To, I think you should have to do a test. I was just gonna say like a driver's license test for like at least so they know you're mentally competent. Yeah, because that's part of the problem with Brexit, right? Mm-hmm. As people voted and they didn't know what the hell they were voting for. Yeah, which is a great way to go into a vote. That's oh, gonna I'll determine take, the future of your nation. Yeah, I'll just take this box. All right. Yeah. And then look at the situation they're in now. But that's just people being dumb, and people being dumb in voting. I think you should be able to be one or the other. You should be able to be dumb or a voter. Can, um, what's the voter turnout like in America? Um, I, I think it's maybe one in four people for, I, I think, the presidential vote. Somebody's going to probably say I'm completely wrong. It's like, no, bro. But I think it's around one in four. One in four people. I don't actually know what the statistic is here. I think um, uh, people don't really care. I don't think a lot of young people care about politics. Hmm. Or if they do care about politics, they know very little about it. I mean, I don't actually know that much about politics, to be honest. I'm going to try and get some political people on here at some point to try and explain to me some stuff because I'm like... You should get two like polar opposite people at the same time and just have an angry debate. And you'll just sit in there and just form your own opinions and say... Oh, yeah, I'll moderate. <laughs> I'll moderate. Hey, 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 hey. But the, the more I hear about politics, the more it's frustrating and I just, I don't want to be involved. Well, it seems like one of the worst jobs. I mean, my, my missus thinks I should do it, but I'm like, I don't even know that much about it. I mean, I maybe, but then like, you've got people, right, that like, will be all good with you, but then you'll get people that just outright hate you. Uh, actually hate you. It, it, it can be like, oh, it, it, it's kind of like having a debate with an atheist versus like a spiritual person, you know? You could be the coolest dude in the world, but as soon as you say, or, or the same thing with like somebody who's pro-life and pro-choice, they can be the best friends in the world. But if they disagree on something like that, that can cause this huge rift between two people just because they have different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally. Yeah. It's bad, man. How long have we been talking now? I have no idea. It's, it's like a beer, a beer and a half. Yeah, what's been going on? Yeah. Oh, is that? No, I'm still on my first beer. Actually, still first beer. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Would you ever do politics? No. <laughs> Under no circumstance. What if, if you're offered a lot of money? If if I was offered a lot of money, hell yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, I'd do anything for a lot hell, hell a lot of money, dude. But um, nah. I mean, unless unless I could actually make a change. Because well, I think I think a lot of political people go probably go in with that incentive, and then the world just rapes them, and they're like, okay, I'm just a cog in the machine. I think, it, but I mean, if you're in politics, though, you have to play the game. Hmm. It's like the reality show Survivor, you know. You pretty much just have to shit on the people. Yeah, like you have to shit on one group to get validation from the other group. Oh, it's real. It's an unfortunate mentality, but yeah. So well, I'd just rather sit back and watch the circus from afar. Yeah. 
it, it does have its perks. But then I suppose if you're able to help someone, like genuinely help someone. Well, that's that's a different thing. If you're if you're actually actively contributing to that sort of stuff, then it's all I, good. I recently met the um, the mayor of Hamilton, and um, I went to this. I got swindled into joining this. I like that word, swindled. Swindled, yeah. <laughs> I went to the uh, the Waikato um, Home Expo. Mm-hmm. I got swindled into joining this rates group, this tax and rates group in, in Hamilton, right? I didn't know exactly. That's like the most grown-up thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> and, tax and rates group. Yeah, yeah. And because um, we walked past it and my girlfriend was like, oh, look, you should you should um, take a look at that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not interested. And then this old guy, he kind of starts talking to me and then I'm like, oh, do you want to join? And I'm like... Oh, why not? You know, and then I rock up to this this tax and rates group, and they're like, "No offense to the people, because they might be listening or watching this, but um, it was they were all like much older than me. I'm sure they were at least in their late fifties, like early fifty 60. years young, fifty years young, yeah. yeah. And I like I immediately sat down. And I'm like, I was the youngest person there. I was rocking like similar gears to this, so I looked so out of place, and I was like. Maybe I shouldn't have come here. Well, ironically enough, the mayor of Hamilton like walks in and sits down, and like they start like asking him all these questions and start grilling him. I kind of felt a bit sorry for him, eh? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's just a goldfish <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the Shark yeah. Tank. I think he, I think he came to hear like um, their opinions and, and stuff. But um, I ended up talking to him afterwards, and he he did say he'd he'd be keen to come on here. So really, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. he could he could explain the whole political. Well, it's different in terms of because he's uh, the council is different from government, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not sure how it works exactly. But like, I know some people were asking him like, "Why is this not getting done? How come this doesn't get done?" And he was saying, "Well, there's four people going for my position, mm-hmm. so they uh, immediately will shut down any anything that I try and put through." So he's like, I think um, when I spoke to him, he was he was trying to, um, basically there's a huge consent process, a lot of te- a lot of red tape and stuff. And yeah, 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 red tape in terms of like developing anything in the city, and he wants to kind of cut that down. But then he said that there's people within the the council that are just trying because they want his position. They are like, nah, they're trying to sabotage everything he does. <clears throat> and trying to rally their own people. Oh, look, you you vote for me, and then we can get him out, you know, and then we can... So it's a big old game of chess, this Game of Thrones yeah, style. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he could be lying. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I will try, I think, and try and get multiple... Because the election is held in August. So I'll try and get him on, and maybe the other mayor candidates as well. So he's he's the current mayor, and he's running again? Yeah, he's running again, and I think there's four other people running. Oh, sweet. One of them I've met. Um, the others, yeah, I, I need to reach out to, but because, you know, you're just taking someone's word at face value, whether it's mm. whether it's right or not, I don't know. I, don't I reckon know. get him on and just grill him about all sorts of shit and make him feel awkward. That's got to stick, hey, can you come on my show so I can be an asshole to you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like fish sticks? I like to. Um, I'd like to interview um, Phil Goff. See, I am so out of the loop. I don't even know who he's that is. The, he's the current mayor of Auckland. See, I, I knew that thoroughly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Auckland, man. Every time I go up there, man, it, that place has changed so much, particularly the CBD. It's nuts. It, it's a circus down there now. But for you, though, like, because you lived in America, like, Auckland, I mean, I think a lot of Kiwis think, like, Auckland, oh, my God, it's so big. I don't want to go there. Particularly, like, so I met this girl who who dated one of my friends. She's from Cambridge. And she was like, oh, my God, Hamilton is so big, so big. I'm like, she, Hamilton was big for her. Yeah, but it's came, all about perspective, though. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's right. So, like... Say, for example, because you probably, like, there are obviously cities way larger than Auckland. I think I actually remember you saying to me when, um, at the, at the Backbeat, um, bar gig that, like, Auckland's just, like, a large town. It, it, it depends where you're from. Like, um, I'm from Anchorage in Alaska, and that's, like, it's, like, 300,000 people just yep. in that. So, I mean, that's much smaller than Auckland. But you go to a place like L.A., and it's just, like, completely massive, and it's it just... I hear the rain coming. Yeah, that's the rain, folks. If you can hear that, it's not like <laughs> this rain has been honestly these last few days. It just it sucks, man. Oh, it's all good, but yeah, it's just about perspective. Like, so yeah, there's like if you go to a place like New York, it's just like just so overwhelming and so much stuff. And you come to Auckland, it's just like oh, it's sweet. It's like way more chill, way less people, less going on. But you know, if you grow up and the middle of nowhere and you come to you know a, even a relatively smaller place like huntley <laughs> that was the first place that came to my head um you go to a place like that you're like oh this is really popping so much stuff to do so many activities yeah uh all right i think we might um we might cut it there but then sweet sweet it's been good but uh i think it's i think it's time you drop a Drop a freestyle for us. Drop right? a freestyle. Yeah, man. So let me just like load up the beat here. And then you can... This is... Uh, uh, technically, it's not really a freestyle. Oh, it's a verse. Yeah. Freestyle up the top of the dome. You know how it is. Oh, man. I've noticed that... Have you noticed recently people call things freestyles that are not... It's basically just a, a catch word for anything that's music now. When they when it comes to rap, they'll just put freestyle after it and be like, oh, wow. Because back in my day, children, a freestyle was off the top of the head. You're making words up. Somebody will throw a word at you and you'll bounce off, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then it just turned into this whole, like, I don't even know what a freestyle is. What's the point of freestyling if it's pre-written? It's a yeah, well, I think there's different elements of freestyling now. There's, like, um, you got off the top of the head. And then there's like writtens that don't really have any subject matter. But I don't know. Anyways. I'm getting old. <laughs> Yo, okay, my man Dr. Hayden is about to drop a freestyle. Hey, hey. And it's out. <laughs> Dr. Hayden, man. Big shout out to Reese for having me on the podcast, man. Yeah. Mind and fractal, snack up on the asphalt Smash walls, bottoms up, this is last call Digging the underground, style like a backhoe Only flexing intellect, I'm lacking in the cash flow Gaining traction, fracturing your plans One massive basic cats Good the reaction, assassin Massacre, massacre, mass bin Garbage rappers getting cast in the trash bin Improvised, explosive, I'm a blast Kid gas on Tinder dates, I finally got a match then Rapper snack, need four more food groups Ears on my necklace, stomping my moon boots You're Troop, troop, all barking, no bite. Sacrifice a living just to bring your carcass to life. I stalk in the night, verbal murderer. Flip your furniture, keep it burning, sir. Spin your vision in the circular. Yeah, it's my man, Dr. Hayden. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.
Peace. Peace.